Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here as always with co-host Jesse Lucier, chiming in live from Singapore, and Mr. Paul McLean from the comforts of his living room in Saiyang Pun. Gentlemen, how's she going? What's she going on, going. boys? She is going, she is going, she is going. Well, it's Polly been a- looks- Polly looks insanely comfortable right now. Love Let's to get you some of that couch, Polly. It's really good, buddy. It's really good. Got the <laughs> couch. I got cats. I got questions. Like uh, 1919. <laughs> Stanley Cup didn't happen. Stanley Cup no. did not happen. Why? The war. Is it that 19, easy? Yes. 1919, yeah. yeah. Probably because the world was at war. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't my final answer. <laughs> Man, I knew that was I, too easy. I need a lifeline. I need Come a lifeline boys. to take away. Phone you know, you know, I keep it topical. I keep it topical. It was a flu. Flu oh, epidemic. Oh, God. Uh, Spanish, yeah, Spanish flu. Wait, wasn't World War One over by then? Nineteen nineteen. Ivan, are you a, a teacher? Shouldn't you yeah, not a history stuff? teacher? Oh. I'm, a, I'm a French teacher and English teacher. Can you guys tell? Mon Dieu, mon Dieu, mon Dieu. Uh, yeah, I'm a yeah. linguist. Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, NHL uh, Stanley Cups, um, back in the mid '90s, there was a team uh, called the New York Rangers. They uh, they won the cup, but they did. there was a player that did not get their name engraved. Who was on the team? Was it Chapa? Oh, Chris looks like he knows. Brian no. Noonan, Eddie Olchek, Sergei Nemchinov, or Stefan Matteau. Oh, baby. Nemchinov. Nemchinov. Um, I'm leaning towards Matteau. So the reason why you wouldn't get your name on the cup is... You never got into a game during the whole playoffs. But well, even if even if you play half the games during the regular season, I think you need to play half of them. And then, like, let's say you get, like, a long-term injury or whatever for the playoffs. Yep. If you appeared, I think it's half the games during the season. So I looked uh, that up last year. There's quite, there's actually a few stipulations. I can't remember all of them, but there was there was a few weird ones. Well, I already so forget Eddie two, of the, uh, Eddie, I already Eddie forget two of the options. I'm pretty sure Eddie Olchuk's on there. Um Namchinov, I'm pretty sure, played in the playoffs. I'm going Matteau. What were the four options? Who's Namchinov? the first one? Noonan? The, uh, Noonan. Yeah. And Brian Noonan, Eddie Olchuk, and uh, Sergei Namchinov, or Stefan Matteau. Not your toe, but Matteau. <laughs> I'm going Namchinov. Never heard I'm, of it. I'm going Matteau. Uh, survey says... Both wrong again. Yes. I thought I missed you guys. so good at trivia. I thought I missed you guys. I thought I missed it. I'm telling you, boys, you're keeping it up. You're keeping it up. Actually, it was Eddie Olchek. Oh, Eddie. Come on. Oh, wait. Wasn't he sick? Didn't he get sick? It was the reason because he did uh, he did not play in enough playoff games that year to get his names engraved on the Uh, card. Him and Mikey Hartman. Neither of those boys. You know what? The, 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 the rules might have actually been different back then. Yeah, that's good. Point. Uh, but yeah, but we're, who we're, knows? We yeah. are awesome at trivia. We're, that we're is talking, the main point talking, of this show. Yep. We're, yep. We're doing, Our viewership uh, is going down by the minute. Speaking of losers, um, there was a team in one season 
who lost 71 games in one season. <laughs> it's like you guys at trivia. Sounds like, but, my, sounds like my first year. Yeah. Year. <laughs> 71 games. 71 games in one season this team lost. Was it the Washington Capitals? The San Jose Sharks? The Ottawa Senators? Or the Quebec Nordiques? Oh, gosh. I think for some reason, I think the Washington Capitals, like in the pre Yager days, yeah. were abysmally bad. Uh, can you say that abysmally bad? Or oh, yeah, absolutely. We're abysmal. saying it on this podcast. I tell you, we can say whatever we want. English, yeah, the English words, teacher, the English teacher will review. I'll later. be the I'll be the judge of these words. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it was like the Joey Juno days. Maybe um, they might have been just. Was it Joey Juno? Anyway, I could just be throwing things out, trying to make myself sound like I know what I'm doing, but clearly we don't because we get every question wrong. I'm going yeah. Capitals. Ooh, okay. You're going Caps. Yeah. 71 games. 71 games. One season. Oh, man. I'm going Sens. Both very good guesses. But since they're guesses, they are. <laughs> Was it the Penguins? San Jose. Oh, my God. Yep. 1992, 93. Their was record. Oh my gosh! At the, I don't know if that was their first year, but their record was eleven seventy one and two. They finished oh, with that's 20, 24 points, similar to the Habs this year. That same year, Ottawa Senators also finished with twenty four points. They got seventy losses in that wow. season. So you had a team with seventy losses, team with seventy one. Uh, but the real surprising thing, though, was that in the next year in ninety three, ninety four. San Jose would go on to score or to uh, get a record 82 points with a whopping 58 point increase to go to game seven, the second round of the playoffs. So they went from zero to hero, wow. uh, almost wow. complete hero. NHL was probably like, all right, give them like yeah. three players. <laughs> give them everyone. Give Don Fulis is now a part of the Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, man, we, our multi- we can't even get multiple choice Twice. questions. We might have to knock it down to like two choice. Just yes, true or false. We're going to go true and false. Since <laughs> it's going to be like, all right, here's the question. All right. Your first option for the answer is, is this? And then we only get one answer, one option. We're probably one option. Still get it wrong. Still get it wrong. Still get it wrong. Boys, it's always, always a pleasure coming up with these questions and uh, always nice to see that. The true side of the hockey heroes of Across the Pond podcast come shining through. All right, Ivany, let's please, roll. Bud. Please Do say it. it's over, Polly. Please say it's, it's over. over. It's All three. right. All right, guys, before we move on, I just want to mention a quick shout out to uh, Marie Etz from the fallenstars.org organization, you know, friends of ours uh, from Fallen Stars. Uh, after listening to the podcast, she reached out and I just wanted to thank her for sharing uh, our podcast. And uh, I just wanted to mention that, you know, this website, if you're not familiar with it, is a small organization that promotes and demonstrates 
positive mental health initiatives in Hong Kong. And they use things like music, art, exercise, education, and their, their apparel, their, their merchandise is really cool. So um, they're, they're helping to, this, the community to acknowledge and manage mental wellness. And a uh, good friend of the show, Mr. Barry Beck, is the founder of this group, uh, a legendary New York Ranger. Uh, he created it to help um, people in of all shapes and sizes and become a legacy for his son and his friend who passed away, uh, Brock and Mark Pavlik. So if you have a second, folks, uh, head over to fallenstars.org. They're always looking for, um, for sponsorship and help in their initiatives. And a great way to do that is by picking up some cool merchandise and supporting them. So that, again, that's fallenstars.org. All right, Polly. tonight, our first period brought to you by the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, let's kick things off with our big bite of the week. It's been a crazy week so far, and it's about to get crazier with the trade deadline uh, looming. Uh, So our big bite of the week brought to you by our friends at the Big Bite bite restaurant uh in called now the flame and grill uh in in uh in saiwan uh these guys are are home for canadian sirloin burgers uh the best wings in town they do poutines you can even get a root beer float there polly these guys got everything that you need so stop by the flame uh, the big bite flame grill uh in saiwan and check them out on facebook i'm going there i'm no well i'm not going there I'm going very close to there today. That's where I got. That's well, why we're stop do this by market. and say hello to Joe for us, would you? I will. I will. I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> so our big bite of the week, the first big trade, uh, boys. This happened just today. Uh, Claude Giroux, and in, in you know, they couldn't have been planned any better. I don't think played his thousandth game two nights ago. Uh, the second flyer to do so. Um, you know, he's been a mainstay in their lineup for a long time. Unbelievable talent, uh, a guy who kicks it into top gear every year in the playoffs. You know, he's been, you know, known for shutting guys like Sid down in playoff series. Uh, you know, some of those huge battles they had against the Penguins. Um, probably the biggest name on the market. And he's off to Florida, boys. You're, he's off to see your guys, Jess. I mean, um, look. The hop on boys hop on. I've been saying this all year. The cats are for real boys. It's quite a move. I mean, a team with this much offensive firepower, um, you know, it's been rumored that they were going to get them and they finally did. Did they give up too much? That's the question. Um, it's obvious they're going for it guys. Uh, this is a team that's hungry for a cup. 
Um, Jess, I think I sent you the stat. Was it 1995? The last time they won a, a playoff series, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the Florida Panthers are going all in and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they make another move for a defenseman here coming up. But before we talk about that, Jess, first of all, Owen Tippett, great player, uh, you know, great pedigree, first round draft pick, 10th overall, um, a guy who's a point of game and just about in the AHL right now seems to be coming uh, to his own, finding his game in the minors. Yeah. Um, he seems to have a bright future in the NHL. Uh, what do you think of the move? And did, was it just a case of maybe him not fitting in the top six in Florida? I mean, look, I think he's 23 years old, right? Um, this is Tippett now. Uh, yeah. And, it, you know, when I heard his name started to be floated in the draft, uh, or sorry, in the, in, the, in the package going the other way, I have to say, I don't, I don't know if I loved it. Um, you know, you look around kind of at, at some of what the other moves are in the NHL, these top teams, they're, they're, they're bringing in players to kind of solidify that bottom six, you know, and, and these utility guys, you know, Owen Tippett strikes me as a guy who, um, you know, can, can really turn into anything you need, uh, need him to be. But with that being said, I mean, now, now, uh, uh, in Florida, they really do have that kind of top two now just adds another big centerman, like you said, a guy who who's proven he can get it done in the playoffs. Um, and it, it looks like it's a guy who, you know, Philadelphia has just been trash for the last couple two, you know, two, three years even. And now to me, it looks like this guy's getting a new lease and he's going to get now the platform to show like, Hey, I'm still a legitimate top player in the NHL here. And, you know, it, I, I actually bet down the stretch, he might have a big impact or, or this will be a, you know, a kind of a bust of a trade. I don't think it's going to be a kind of middle of the pack, you know, kind of perform underperform, but I mean, boys, we, you know, did we not call this well, a few weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, we called this. Well, we might, we may have gotten a prediction right on this one. Yeah. For once. which is, which is rare, but yeah. There's it wasn't, a, lot a, going it wasn't on. a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a lot going on in this one for me too, Jess. I mean, um, I believe Owen Tippett is probably a top six forward. Yeah. Um, and the, but the money that they've spent on their top six right now in Florida and who they've got there, he just kind of, you know, not the right fit, not the right time maybe. Um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, they had a lot invested in him as a first round pick, but you know, to bring in a guy like Giroux, like I said earlier, he's, he's proven and he's a, he's a, he's a gamer. So um, I'm, I'm really excited now to see this Florida team. Um, I still think they're a defenseman away. I think they need to bring in, and I was watching the Vancouver game today, and I think it was uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned the name Luke Shen, a guy who's just tough, hard as nails, big body, could play in your bottom pair, maybe your sixth, seventh guy. In the playoffs, you need eight, nine defensemen throughout, you know, to make a run. You know, is he, is he a guy, somebody like that? They need, it seems to me, they need to shore up their defensive zone a little bit. And a guy like a big body, like Luke Shen might be able to mm. do that. What mm. are your thoughts there, Jess? Yeah. I mean, look, I still think their decor is, is really well-rounded now. They, they brought in Sherratt as well. Um, a couple injuries, a couple inj uh, injuries on the back end right now. Um, you know, I think the big question mark is if Ekblad can remain healthy, you know, the mm. poor guys kind of been battling injuries his his whole career and he's just having an incredible year. Um, and I think if he, you know, would have kept up on the pace and, and, and stayed in the lineup, you know, I think he was in contention for definitely for the Norris running, but 
Um, mm. You know, the thing is too, that, you know, we can probably talk about this a little bit more later, but the thing is, is that when teams are primed to win and they're right there, it's okay to give up tomorrow. You know, right. it's okay to give up that first round pick because you know what? This at that point is an asset. Tippett might not have actually played on this team for another three years. And he's already 23 years old. Yeah. You know? So imagine three more years down the line. I mean, who who's he gonna knock out of that top six? You know, Duclair's been on fire for Haggy's playing really well. You got Barkov, you got Hubert all. I mean, who's he knocking out? You know, so no, exactly. Yeah. I'm cool with I, I always like when when teams sometimes everyone gets a bit nervous when they're moving second round picks, but at this point, you don't need them. You know, eventually this team will kind of fizzle out. I mean, we saw what's going on in Chicago now. Like that's what happens down the line. But right now you do everything you can because look, man, look who they got to go, go get, get through in the playoffs here. So why not add just more pieces? So I'm happy with the trade and uh, boys, the cats are on it, fellas. The Stanley Cup predictions looking yeah. pretty good, boys. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. it too. I think you know. I think they really improved their chances at winning the cup. So they're a deep, deep, deep yeah. offensive team right now, um, and that's re- really important. All right, Jess, All right. what do you got for us, buddy? Okay, boys, let's keep up the momentum here. We're gonna go right into our found feel good story of the week, and we actually have a couple I want to talk about today. So, found feel good story. Found brought to you by our sponsor, Found, their Asia's first concept CBD store. Uh, you can find them in Shengwan. And where's the other place they have? Chris, I always forget now. There's a leafy green. The leafy green. It's probably Po Hing Fong. Let's say they've po also yeah, got yeah, yeah. they've also got a setup here at the Discovery Bay Ice Ice Hockey Rink. No oh, way. lockdowns wow. going on in Hong Kong. I'm sure Ivany's been exploring a lot of their goods. You got to check them out. We've been talking about them all year long. Ivany, what's the latest and greatest from them? What's the latest product you've been on? If oh, you say roll on one more time. I'm, oh, I'm, recovery I'm, pills. My, come on, please. Come on. Give us something. I'm back, on the, reco- I'm back on the recovery ah, pills. Boys. Is that, is you know, that all they have? That's, that's the only lot, two I'm products they got, boys and girls. <laughs> That's I'm it. doing a lot of hiking lately. Awesome. Well, the droppers, the, I'm out of droppers. My rollers are almost empty. I got to hit up my friends, boys. We got to get, we got to get restocked here. Well, you check them out, boys. You can find them at found.hk. Uh, you use discount code ATP10 for 10% off. Uh, check them out. We've been talking about them all year. You got to look at them up. Okay. Our feel good story, boys. Uh, this week, actually, what was this on Sunday or was it yesterday? When was it? Yesterday. Yesterday, big news out of the QMJHL, former alumni of the QMJHL, just throwing that in there. Eve Gas, how do you say it? Gascon? Gascon? Gascon. Yeah, Gascon. Eve yeah. Gascon made her debut in playing major junior for the Gatineau Olympique, which is a tough team to play for if you're man or woman. She made her debut yesterday and made 18 saves. Unfortunately, lost to Ramuski. Ramuski, good team this year. 5-4 in overtime. Um, she's the third woman uh, ever to play in the queue and the first, I think, since 2001, I believe. Um, but just a great story. I mean, we've been talking about this. A lot of ceilings being broken in our beloved sport of hockey this year. I think at the beginning of the year, we, we talked about referees. Um, we talked about, you know, a lot of women's hockey going on and just how exciting that's been, but awesome story to see, uh, Ivany, I know you're, you're a big fan of this. What do you think yeah. boys? 
I think it's awesome. You forgot to mention as well, the, the, uh, all the commentators, they had an all female crew, uh, for a yeah. few games already, you know, just phenomenal stuff. So yeah. Amazing. And the, who was the last one to do it? Do you remember Jess? Uh, well, it was, uh, what's her name? Uh, Manon Rion. She played yeah. the exhibition game, right? Was she the first? Was she the, she first? Been the first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, packed barn too. playing Ramuski. So Gatineau is a wicked team this year. First, I think they're top the, in the division. The last um, one to do it. And I think you were right. It was around 2001 was Charlene Labonte, who was, oh. uh, also played for team Canada in the Olympics for many, many years. So yeah, goalies. Yeah. And you know, it's cool too. I, I was just reading through kind of the article about it and, uh, you know, all kind of her idols all reached out to her, you know, uh, the Poulin, the legend Poulin reached out to her, kind of some of these former, you know, legends of the game. So, you know, it's awesome to see this. And, it, you know, they gave her the treatment too, you know, like her, her lap on the ice, gave her the solo lap. That. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So not only did is you, it, this, this awesome, it, it looks like, you know, that the, the, the guys on the team have welcomed her as well. And, you know, which, you know, some people, when they look at that, they might be like, oh, they're, they're, you know, putting her out there embarrassing. No, that's actually kind of like the rite of passage when you play. It is. I was going to say, did you do it? Did you get one? Oh yeah. 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 All the time. Nice. They even did it to me in the CIHL. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's kind of like the rite of passage you see all the time in the NHL. So it was awesome that, you know, the boys made her do that and uh, no, awesome. Awesome to see. So when I saw that really great story and you know what too, like um, especially in a town like Gatineau, um, a tough town to play. It's always been a tough team, kind of the still an old school vibe to that team. So I think for them, it, that that's, it's kind of a cherry on top, but there is one other uh, story I wanted to mention. This happened a little while ago now, but Phil, the thrill, Phil Kessel, the Arizona coyotes let him play one shift of a game and then he left and then they chartered him a flight to, to fly back to Arizona so he can be there for the birth of his child. And the reason why they did this was for him to keep his kind of Ironman streak alive, you know, and, um, you know, for Arizona a team, who's kind of been thrown through the ringer this year with their move going into the, you know, the university rank and all that stuff. I think this was a great story and just a, a team and a franchise, you know, doing it for a guy who's kind of unanimously loved now in the NHL, like, um, all those hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, I mean for his kind of hot uh, Stanley Cup story for for one of Paulie's story times, but two good stories, boys. I mean, not not a lot of great stuff going on in the world right now, but every now and then, man, you just get these awesome stories coming out of the sport we love. Love it. So congratulations to Ev and uh, and of course Phil the Thrill for keeping his streak alive. All right, I got one for you, boys. Then up next we've got our Yardley Brothers spill of the week, brought to you by our friends at Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. Uh, and I just wanted to mention, uh, I think we did say on the podcast not too long ago, Polly, uh, that they are opening up a new spot in Central, uh, yeah. 60, 62 Peel Street, baby. And yep. uh, I was talk, talking to Luke the other day, and he wanted us to mention that it's uh, it's opening. They got a soft opening happening next month. They're going to have 14 different craft beers on tap. 
eight Yardley Brothers, two guest taps, which is pretty awesome, and two real ale cask hand pumps. So these guys, and also they're going to be open open during the day. Uh, they And apparently Jack is just an absolute coffee genius. So um, he's got the best and rarest coffee beans as part of an extensive non-alcoholic offering at the 62 Peel Street as well. So stay tuned, folks, because the Yardley Brothers is coming to Central. Did you say eight Yardleys? Yes. And two taps, two two real ales, and two yeah. guests. Yeah. That only adds up to 12. Where's the other two? You said 14 <laughs> taps. Bad, Dr. Matt, Matt. Matt. Dr. Matt well, here. I'm just reading what he wrote to me, bud. So okay, <laughs> okay, it's Luke's math. I get it. He doesn't Nothing gets by Polly, man. Nothing gets by Polly. Every once in a while, I listen. I listen to what you say. I listen. To <laughs> Eyes wide <laughs> open on Polly. So this is a, this is a quick one, boys. Our spill of the week this week. I don't know if you guys saw the tape, but it's going out. I'm sticking with the Giroux family for my stories this week, boys, because Claude Giroux's dad was the most, the absolute worst locker room uh, lineup reading of all time. He couldn't pronounce the players' names in the lineup. It was so unenthusiastic. He went in before his Claude's thousandth game. I thought it was going to be this awesome thing, and it turned out to be horrible. But no. Uh, yeah, no, uh, like, I mean, it's all fun cringy. and games aside. Yeah, it was cringy. All fun and games aside, though, special moment for his dad and yeah. for Claude, of course. But it was just, uh, you know, I don't know if they caught him off guard or if he wasn't, he didn't prep, obviously. <laughs> just been boozing, maybe. <laughs> I just, know, I, game. It was on the Yardleys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the Yardleys. So, boys, um, if you, and, and listen, anyone listening, if you did not see that clip, just look it up. It's uh, yeah, it's worth it and, and be prepared. Yeah. Um, it even looked like when Giroux kind of stand up to, to, you know, give him a hug. He was like, Jesus, dad, get out of here. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> dad, I'll see you after. And then he got traded 24 hours later. <laughs> That's why. That's why guys yeah. dad doesn't even know anyone on the team. Get rid of him. Yeah, he's out of yeah. here. All so right, that's Drew's our that's dad. our that's our spill of the week, guys. Yeah. What do you got for us, Jess? What do you got? All right, up? moving on. Our Psalm sleeper boys changing gears a little bit here. Not nothing to do with the kind of trade deadline. I want to bring our kind of Psalm segment back to someone, a player that I think the hockey world might be sleeping on a little bit. Um, the segment, uh, our Psalm sleepers, brought to you by Psalm boys. Psalm was created to help solve sleep problems. This thing, uh, this product is. Up- unbelievable it's a drug-free solution uh and all you got to do is open a can helps you sleep better and longer throughout the night um believe it or not these guys have uh these things are now flying off the shelves um they're walmart now anywhere you can go this this uh this brand is growing you got to check it out professional athletes uh everyone's using this thing so um our uh our psalm sleeper of the week fellas don't jump on me I think the hockey world has fallen asleep on Roman Yossi of the Nashville Predators, boys. What do you think? Quick thoughts. Paulie, go. Great. He's great. Go, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love Roman Yossi. Yeah. 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 Moving on. So Roman right. Yossi, boys, let me lay some stats down on you right now. So he's got 60 games this year. He's played 60 games. He's got 75 points, fellas. He's got 75 points. He's on pace for 100 points this year. That hasn't been done since, uh, who was it? was it, Ray Bork was the last one to do this, or Bobby Orr? Anyway, this, had, this never happens. He's on his way to doing it. Um, I'm not just saying this because they laid a beat down on my Toronto Maple Leafs today. 
I've been watching this guy. There's a lot of hype around these kind of young dynamic defensemen, rightfully so in the NHL. Um, you know, like the Norris kind of seems like it's a one horse race, but man, Roman Yossi, let me break this guy down a little bit, maybe for some of our listeners. Roman Yossi, when you watch him play, he's just got this incredible talent where he almost plays like a fourth forward, but he plays like, but he's got such a great skating ability that when the play does come the other way, he's just always up in the gap. You know, he, and, and, you know, another thing about Roman Yossi is he's kind of got like this nastiness to him that you really have to kind of watch him behind the play to really get an understanding. So this is a guy that, yeah, I mean, he's been doing it. It's no surprise. This guy's a league all-star every year. He's been the captain down in Nashville, Nashville, I think surprising a lot of people this year, especially me. Um, But yeah, boys, I think we've fallen asleep on just how good Roman Yossi is. Well, like you said, there's so much talk about the young guys, Fox and McCarr. And, and, you know, we're going to talk about this in the second period tonight. We're uh, break down our NHL award predictions. But Jess, you know, he's got to be right up there right now because what he's doing in Nashville, what they've got, um, such a deep team. And like you said, is he more just a refined version, maybe a little tougher version of Chris Letang, like a guy who's who can be up in the play all the time and still seems like he can be back when when whenever he's needed? Yeah, but I don't think it's like, see, this is what I'm trying to say about Yossi. So he's not just the kind of guy who like pinches off the wall and then stays in the zone and, you know, maybe makes like risky plays. The way he plays is that he is always just involved in the play. He'll get in on the cycle. He'll play like the top of the circle. If you watch him play and, you know, let's say he's on that offside kind of uh, blue line and the plays in, in the corner, he won't be kind of standing at the blue line that we typically see. He'll be right in the slot, kind of moving in and out, playing on like behind the net. He plays in such a unique way. And I mean, him, I think Chris Letang is a good comparable for him, but Yossi to me just, they, they had a stat today that talks about, um, I don't even know how they track this, but it was a stat that shows when you break your team out and then when you lead your team into the offensive zone, and he's number one in like all those categories. Um, they were talking about it today after they, like I said, beaten up, beaten the snot out of my Leafs. But um, this guy is a treat to watch. He plays a really unique game. So any like fans of the game or, or fans of just like kind of high hockey IQ type players, when you're watching him play, just keep your eyes on him throughout the entire shift. And I'm telling you, it's it's quite a treat to watch. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Jess. Uh, just a world class player and. Uh what he's doing him and Saros right now and you know they're getting a lot of scoring a lot of scoring depth they're putting up a lot of goals uh, they're right up there with like the Oilers and the and the Flames as scores as far as goal scoring but yeah um these uh, Roman Yossi don't sleep on him wakey wakey I've been, ta- been talking about him all year boys you just guys you haven't listened you haven't heard anything yeah. I mean Paulie's <laughs> been yeah. on it Paul you have been, been on, on this guy yeah I have I have I always pick him my hockey pools he's a good guy to have yeah, put, put, puts up a hundred this year. year for you. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great. All right, guys. That's uh, that's the end of our first period. Tonight's second period is brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG 
or visit their website at accessoryhouseglobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20 off. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, boys, just before we move on to the second period, uh, I just wanted to have a, a, couple, a couple quick mentions here that we missed out uh, in the first period. Um, honorable mention for Big Bite of the Week was Alex Ovechkin, uh, passing Yermer Yager. I don't know if it was his, uh, his passing Yager or the video that Yager made for him. I don't know which part was better, but both phenomenal awesome. moments, both great hockey moments. Um, so congrats to OV, the grade eight, uh, for moving into third place now all time in goals. And also Captain Clutch doing it again for Canada in the rivalry match. This was a couple of weekends ago. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Congratulations again to Team Canada squeaking out another win over the U.S. Uh, unreal stuff. Uh, what a great matchup. Great rivalry. Another OT winner by Poulin. I mean, this woman is just like. Unbelievable. She is unbelievable, man. It, it's quite it's it's uh, it's it's really incredible to see and i'm glad that we're here to witness it um so boys for tonight's uh second period we're gonna do something a little bit different um a little bit past the uh, midway season uh midway point of the season sorry um but we're gonna take a look right now at the candidates for the major nhl awards and uh give our predictions because you know we do hit the nail on the head once in a while, Jess. So let's see how we can do with these. Well, uh, we have mates. a lot of nails in the board. Right? <laughs> you, just you were just out. fired. <laughs> we're just fired. So I'm going to start off with the Jack Adams trophy. Uh, I'm going to give you guys the top candidates based on, I'm going off of VegasInsider.com. Uh, they, they're the ones who have the, uh, the uh, odds right now and the, the most updated odds as of last Friday. So, um, Jack Adams trophy odds currently Daryl Sutter is the favorite in Calgary, uh, Gerard Gallant right behind him, uh, and Rob Brindamore in, in, uh, in Carolina and Andrew Burnett in Florida. So your top four, Daryl Sutter, Gallant, Rob Brindamore, and Andrew Brunette in Florida. And I have to mention, uh, Mr. Sullivan in Pittsburgh, because what he's done with that team this year, um, yeah. I think he could be, definitely be a candidate as well. So there's your top five for me. Uh, first of all, Polly, uh, who do you think is going to be the coach of the year this year? Rod the Bod. Good call. Rod, Rod the Bod Rod in the Carolina. Bod. Rod the Bod. Rod the Bod. He's on the, he's on the Hurricanes. I'm telling you, the Canes, he's hard on the Canes. Yeah. They're jerks. I only know one jerks fan. My buddy Derek Curry, who lives down in Carolina. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up to him. Uh, but yeah, Rod the Bod, Rod the Bod all the way. All right. Jess, to you, Jack yeah. Adams. I'm a bit torn because, you know, you, you think back to Florida, right? They had Quimble at the beginning of the year, and then obviously all that stuff happened in Chicago. Uh, they let him go. Um, but talk about a, a guy who stepped in. With, with a team with that level of expectations and has been able to deliver. I mean, this team really hasn't had kind of any down points during the season. I think they're, they're, they're first in the Eastern conference and they're second in the NHL behind, um, you know, Colorado, who's kind of just running away with things now, but um, I mean, 42 and 14 uh, talk about just a, a tough situation and, but he's done an incredible job. So, uh, you know, you don't tend to see like the first place team win, like, especially when you kind of knew they were a good squad. It's kind of like, you know, a team that's kind of rebounded and done really, really well. That's why I think Gallant has a really good shot, but 
you know, I want to show some love to my Panthers every chance I can, but um, I can't say my Panthers. They're not my Panthers. I, I just think that they're going to win the cup, but they're everyone's Panthers. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to pick, um, it, it's tough not to go with Sutter. Um, and I think the NHL just kind of loves this guy and the Sutter family and kind of his legacy. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I like what Gallant's done in, in New York, right? Like they've kind of turned uh, – he just got there, right? They brought him in this season, right? This was his first year. Correct. Um, uh, yeah. And then especially kind of the way he exited the NHL, like, in, in, again, in Florida. So I'm going to say – I'm going to say Sutter. <laughs> yeah. I'm <gonna> Sutter. <laughs> That's a, it's a tough call, man. It and is, I'm right. I, I'm right with you, but, and I'll tell you, you know, you pretty much said everything I, I would have said about each one of these coaches. There's one thing that sets them both apart. These two guys apart for me, uh, Gallant and Burnett, both, like you said, first year on a team. So, um, Gallant, you know, East coast boy. Um, he's been an incredible coach for the last decade, um, you know, with Vegas, what he did with Vegas and, you know, what he's doing now it, with the Rangers, just stepping in and taking a team that did have some expectations, but I don't think they were expected to win this year. Um, and what he's done with that team is turn them into a nasty team to play every single night, a team that competes hard and seems to be his MO. So Andrew Burnett um, also that situation would be pretty unique stepping in for a guy who had to step down, you know, a couple of weeks into the season um, and, you know, probably a hall of fame coach and Joel Quemble. So Andrew Burnett, you know, calm, cool behind the bench. <clears throat> He's doing a great job in Florida. Um, and, you know, Sutter and Brindamore both accomplished at this point. You know, I think Brindamore. I think Brindamore won it last year, right? Yeah, and he's proven himself over the years. Two in a row this year, boys. And 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 the same thing with Sutter. You know, he's he's on a really good team. Um, He did he did step in and change the culture in Calgary, and I think he's doing tremendous job. All these coaches are deserving to win, but for me, I'm going to go with Gerard Gallant at the Rangers. Yeah, I like it, boys. I like it. All right, we're going to move on to the Calder Memorial Trophy. This one goes to the Rookie of the Year. Um, so I'm going to give you a handful of guys to choose from. First of all, from the Detroit Red Wings, uh, Moritz Sider. Uh, from Anaheim, Trevor Zegras. Uh, from Detroit, Mason Raymond. From your Toronto Maple Leafs, Jess, Michael Bunting. And then we've got a couple names being thrown out. Uh, Anton Lundell from Florida. Possibly Jeremy Swayman in Boston. Um, the odds on favorite right now is Sider, but it's really close. Uh, Zegras, Raymond, and Bunting are just you know fractions behind them as far as the odds go so paul i'll throw this one or actually no i'll start with you on this one jess uh who do you think is going to win the calder well you know what i i mean i do love my leafs um and it's a bit strange right to think bunting as a rookie i think he's what 23 now yeah. i mean he's a top scoring rookie but what's what's nice about sometimes with nhl awards they'll they'll just you know whether it's something like the norris or, or you know the mvp they'll just base it purely on stats I actually think the Calder is one that usually gets it right. Like they'll take, you know, kind of the best rookie. Um, so I, I actually think Marit Sider has a really good chance of winning. Um, first of all, he is, he's doing insanely well in points. He's got 42 points. As a he's a D man. Yeah. yeah. A rookie defenseman with that many points, but not just like a point guy, you know, he's physical, he's mean, he plays both sides of the puck. I love this guy when I saw him uh, playing in world juniors. Um, but it, uh, you know, a lot to be excited about in Detroit. I think we've talked about this 
uh, many times before, but Lucas Raymond also kind of a, a top player in that team. So I, I think, but I, I'm th- leaning towards Marit Sider just on, you know, how, cause the, the, the premise is the best performing rookie, right? That's the award itself. It's like the, not like the most valuable, but it's the best rookie, right? That's what the mm-hmm. criteria is. It's given to the league's best rookie at the end of each season. Yeah. So I think, I think Marit Sider has a really good shot. I actually think probably the two guys in Detroit um, have, have the chance to win. It's going to be one of those two guys. Obviously Zgross has done amazing things, but I think just the best rookie, you know, Michael Bunting, I think has been a very, he, he slotted into that first line in, in Toronto, you know, extremely well. Um, I think his numbers are, are, are maybe a bit inflated because of that, but I think Marit Siderman on the team that, that has been bad for, for so long, I'm going to give it to one of those two guys in Detroit. And if I had to pick a name, I'm going Cider. Great call. Polly. who do you think? I, call I'm going to, I'm going to stick with a Detroit pick as well. And I'm going to go with the other guy. Yeah, Jason uh, Raymond. Do you think Lucas, Raymond? Lucas Raymond. I'm going to, I'm going to go for right. Raymond. Yeah. yeah, Raymond. Only, I mean, uh, yeah, he's good. Tough. De- Tough Detroit. Detroit sucked last year. They're doing a lot better this year. It's because of him. End of story. Hey, not gonna candy coat this. Not gonna put any put icing on this cake. This isn't ah. even penciling it in. Put Boom, the baby, in, baby. Raymond, the house on it. Raymond, boof. Yeah, both I'd like to. Go, I'd like. I'd like to go with the Leafs, but nah, nah. I'm not both great choices, boys. Um, Jesse, to your point, uh, cider, a guy, like you said, a a, a rookie defenseman to be putting up these numbers. Here's a number for you. He's a minus two on a team. That's minus 54. Mm. Just think about that for a sec. So he's playing top minutes. Like he's playing against the other team's best players. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is an incredible stat. Nice pull. That yep. stat alone is giving me the given the edge to cider for me. I mean, Zegers may maybe get you would be a fan vote because he's flashy uh, yeah. and some of the things that he's done, but all around game uh, for a defenseman like you said to be doing what he's doing. I'm going to go with cider as well. All right, boys, seems to be on oh. the same page here, fellas. <laughs> Scary. All Here's right, moving on. The next one, Jess. This category is for you. The James Norris Trophy to the league's top defenseman. Um, the runaway favorite has been Kale McCarr, um, even though Adam Fox won it last year and he's doing tremendous things. Um, the second place uh, right now in the odds is, is Victor Hedman uh, in Tampa. So top three, McCarr, Hedman, Fox. And then you've got Yossi coming in at four as far as odd the odds go, a guy who's leading the scoring races amongst defensemen. And then you've got Aaron Ekblad um, in fifth place, according to the odds So uh, in Florida. So there's your top five. Uh, I'll go back to you first on this one, Polly. Um, who do you think is taking home the, the Norris this year? Uh, I think I said Kale McCarr last year, and then Foxy did come out. Or maybe I said Fox. I can't remember. I know. Yeah, maybe I said Fox. But I think uh, it's, it's Kale McCarr's year, boys. Yeah, year. even as uh, I mean, we're, we're real bumping up Yossi there earlier, but uh, let's not forget. Um, Kale McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true, it's, man. It's tough he, to vote he, against him. He does yeah. a lot for that team. He plays and so he many is, minutes. Uh, yeah. He is just so quietly efficient. Um, mm. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll just like dazzle you with just an incredible play. Uh, you know, I don't know, or like that goal he scored in overtime against Chicago, but what's so amazing about Kale McCarr is, he already plays like a silver stick uh, type player. Like he's just so smooth. It, it almost like he never wastes any energy, you know? So then when he does need to kind of dig deep to do something special, but 
there's been some really good performances on the back end this year. I mean, we talked about Yossi already earlier, but I still think, you know, if you take a defenseman, I always like to think of it this way. If you take a defenseman out, you know, who leaves the biggest hole? Obviously, Kale McCarr leaves a big hole, but I think that team's going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. You take Yossi off that uh, Predators That's- team, man, like – that is a different team altogether, you know? And I, and I think that's why Hedman's always in contention every year. You take Hedman off of Tampa Bay, that is a completely different team. And obviously you take McCarr out of Colorado, it'll, will be, it will for sure be a different team, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's as big of a hole as, as, uh, as, you know, Yossi or, or Hedman. So if I have to pick one, this is always so tough. I think they might let, I think they might give it to Roman Yossi this year. I think I could see him winning it. That's a crazy pick, Jess, because if you were to jump in on him right now, you'd get crazy odds over plus a thousand. Uh, you right? know what, boys? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking Time, about it. I, I got him two years ago. He got it two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're going with Yossi, Polly. You're going with uh, Makar. Makar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you I'm might as go well with, you can always go down to Fox route, buddy, or Hedman, one or the other. No, I'm I'm gonna jump on board with you, Paul. I think Kale McCarr is gonna win it this year. Um, I he just seems like you know, Jess, you were you were when you were talking up Yossi, you talked about a guy who could really control a hockey game. And when you just watch him throughout an entire shift, just the things that he that that they do, you know, not not to mention like you know, the little picks and the little plays and the little heads up passes that they make and their first passes on the tape every single time. Yeah. Um, you know, Kale McCarr is the guy who does that for me. I, I can yeah. watch, I can really zone in on him and watch him during a shift and he does something amazing almost every game. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with McCarr. I know he's the odds on favorite, but Hey, if you're a gambler and you want to throw a few bucks on a long shot, Roman Yossi, 75 points, like you said, um, yeah. in 60 games. So pretty, pretty awesome. But I'm going to go with Kale McCarr as well. I'm with you, Polly. Nice, nice. Smart move. All right, Smart guys. Move. We've uh, we're moving on to the Vesna. So, top candidates as we speak: Shesterkin from the Rangers, Jacob Markstrom from Calgary, Vasilevsky, Tampa Bay, Saros, and Nashville. So, there's the these are the top four, and probably the only guys who have a shot right now at winning this award. Um, I'll go to whose turn is it first? Jess, let's go to you first. I think for me. I mean, I'm I'm not much of a goalie expert, as in I know very little. I think Shesterkin has just played out of his mind this year for in, in New York. Um, you know, he's he's really taken control of that crease. Um, he's just you know talk about. You know, I think they retired the Kings' number this year too. So you know, there's a new king in town in New York, and this guy is just awesome. They they played Tampa Bay today. They beat him in just an incredible game. And he played awesome again. Um, you know, young guy that, that that's going to be on Broadway for a long time. So I'm I'm going to go with Shesterkin on this one. Uh, Holly, I agree. I'm going to go with Igor. Yeah, I mean, uh, one Smart because man. he's awesome too. Because come on, Igor, you got <laughs> you got to love him, man. I know a guy. His middle name is Igor. Eric. He called in last year. 
Hi, Eric, if you're listening. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eric, Paul, Igor Ablev. Thanks for calling, Eric. A year ago. Yeah, 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 a year ago. We're waiting for, we're waiting for the second call, Eric. Miss yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this man. Uh, but no, no question there, boys. It's a clean sweep on this one. Uh, Shesterkin, hands down, uh, class of the goalie uh, categories this year for me. Um, and, you know, I, I may not be the only award he wins this year. So I'm with you on Shesterkin for the Vesna. All right, next, the Rocket Richard guys. Uh, we got a heavy favorite here in, in Austin Matthews. Uh, this is given to the league's leader in goals. Um, right now, he's the favorite. We got Dreisaitl, Kreider, and Ovechkin. Who do you think, boys? Uh, start with you, uh, Polly. who's going to win the goal-scoring race. Uh, currently, just a quick check-in, Matthews leads by five. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to go with what everyone thinks, and I'm going to go Captain Underpants on this one. Matthews, yeah. Richard. <laughs> End of story. He, End he of story. Yes. Yeah, not much debate here on this one. I think um, Austin Matthews, man, has just been on fire. Uh, you know, two games, uh, speed to, you know, go home, think about it. This guy right now just can't miss. The, now the question is, will he get it done in the playoffs? But no surprise here, man. Matthews is just out of this world. The I'm saying it right now, boys. The greatest leaf of all time. Oh, yep. man. Wow. Greatest take. Of all time. Well, that's wow. love. A, love yeah. a take. By wow. Jack. He will become the greatest leaf of all time, boys. Matt wow. Sundin, no? No, Matt Sundin nope. in this? No? And I grew I love Sundin. I had posted that him when I was a kid. Matt bold. will be the greatest leaf of all time. Dougie Gilmore? First. Dougie Gilmore, <laughs> no? Love Dougie. Telling you, boys. I'm telling you, if he wins this what? rocket... He'll Bill be, Barilko? <laughs> Matthews for Rocket. Matthews for greatest all time. Put him first on Mount Rushmore. I already started, <laughs> I started building it right now, boys. I started building it right now. Un- unbelievable lava okay, hot take by Jesse Lucier. That's good. That's um, good. Yeah, guys, I'm going to agree with you on this one. That's two clean sweeps in a row here. I don't like yeah. that. But uh, Austin Matthews just scoring on another level right now. And um, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to, I don't think he's going to slow down towards the end of the year here. Um, so I'm with you guys, Austin Matthews to win the Rocket Richard. All right. We got two trophies left here, folks. And the next one, the Art Ross Trophy. It's a tight, tight, tight race right now between Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Jonathan Huberdeau, and the Great Eight. Quick look at the stats. As we speak, McDavid's got a four-point lead over Dreisaitl and Huberdeau. And then um, Johnny got, Johnny Hockey's got uh, is 10 points behind, so I can throw his name in there too. So who's winning the Art Ross this year? Uh, Polly. Yeah, it's hard not to say McDavid. I mean, yeah. either McDavid or Dreisaitl, but I think oh, Dreisaitl got it last year. That's right. No, no. Yeah. McDavid had the hundred and oh, that's right. Sorry, it was the year before. Games. It was the year before. Yeah. 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 I think McDavid. He got it again. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. you know, I watched. Uh, if you if you watched McDavid, I think in the last week, two weeks, you, you can tell he's just found another level. He's found another gear somehow. He's got this just like nasty edge to him right now. He's making all these kind of. You know, he's just like, he's taking over. You know, I think it's always been kind of the one-two juggernaut in Edmonton. Mm. But the last two weeks, man, McDavid just looks like, okay, guys, get on my back. New coach, mm. enough's enough. 
Uh, team's back. They're playing really well. I think they're on a five game winning streak right now. That's right. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think he's going to continue to start. Uh, he's going to continue to pull ahead. And I think he's going to have just an incredible close and I'm calling it now, boys. He will finish. What do they got? 20 games left. Yeah. He's going to finish with over 115 points. No, really? That's wow. I thought you were going to say he was going to be the greatest oiler of all time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But, um, <laughs> Not Frank Pure. <laughs> I actually think the only way Huberto, the only way Huberto would have given him a run for the money is if they didn't trade for Giroux. So now I think that team mm. is focused on one thing, one thing only, and they're going to start getting that kind of top six rolling. Yeah. So I actually think Huberto stat-wise might slow down just a little bit. Um, but I think Connor McDavid's going the other way. I think he's getting that coach and he's telling him, he's probably coaching the team himself saying, all right, I'm on the <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going McDavid, McJesus. Yeah, well, I'm with you guys again on this one. I'm going with McDavid as well. Um, like you said, Jess, he has taken this team on his back recently. Um, he's getting two or three points a game, it seems. So he's not slowing down and he continues yeah. his pace and wins the Art Ross. Finally, the Hart Trophy, guys. League's most valuable player. So, candidates. Captain Underpants, Austin Matthews. Igor Shosturkin. Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl. Or Jonathan Huberdeau. And honorable mention, again, Ovi and McCar Kale McCarr is right now the leading uh, defensive candidate for the Hart Memorial. So, I'll send this one to you, Jess. Who's going to win the Hart this year? You know, this is always a tough one, but this is the one that I, I, I think some people get it confused where the most valuable player, like it's, so it's the most valuable, right? Like, is this, this isn't the one voted by the peers, right? This is, no, this is voted by, on by the professional hockey writers association. Yeah. So which player is the most valuable to his team? So similar to like, we just talked about which player that if you take off that team, is, is, is just not the same. And, you know, it's probably an easy one to say, and, and, you know, it sounds like it might be a cop-out, but Connor McDavid, man, like this guy is the Edmonton Oilers. Like if he doesn't do what he does every single night, they don't win. And I just think, you know, obviously uh dry there is awesome, but I just cannot see how no anyone is more valuable to their team than Connor McDavid. And, you know, he, he's so good that everyone gets in their mind. Like, you know, if he doesn't get 150 points, then we're not even going to consider him. He has like this, his own like handicap, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just think it's, you can't, you, you can't make an argument for someone who's more valuable. So I'm, I'm going to stick with McDavid, man. Not a bad call. Polly. Only because we've, Basically said the same answers for the last three, four trophies here. I'm not going to say McDavid. I'm not going to say. I'm going back to my buddy Igor. I, I, I think it, well, why not? Because I, yes. I, 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 I don't seriously. I don't think they'd be in third place without him. I think yeah, you got him right. be, between the pipes uh, makes a big difference on that team. And guess McDavid will probably win it. But I am going to say Igor just for giggles and poops. Um, hey, that's uh, a great call, Polly. Yeah, great yeah. call. There you go. Thanks, Igor. Uh, Chris, what are you going to say? You're going to say McDavid? No, um, I'm actually 100% with you, Paul. As I said earlier, I don't think it's 
I don't think the I don't think the best is the only trophy trophy Shesterkin's going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I believe he's going to win the hardest wall. I think the Rangers are right now third in the league in goals against. Yeah. Um, a team again that's overachieving at this point. Um, they were expected to make a run in the next couple of years, but I don't think it was supposed to be this year. Um, you take him off of that team right now, and they are nowhere near. So um, you can't obviously. I think McDavid is the most dominant player in the league, and he's probably going to win the award. But but if I was voting right now, I'm putting my money on Igor Shesterkin to win two major awards this year. There you go. He could be the MDP, most dominant player. <laughs> there you I go. Like it. I like it. All boys. right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see what happens. Uh, thanks for the uh, predictions, boys. That's the end of tonight's second period. And tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheel Hub Asia. WheelHub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. WheelHub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, guys, tonight's third period. Uh, we're going to quickly just make a few uh, calls on what we think is going to happen in the next 24 hours uh, before the trade deadline. Um, we're going to, those who are listening, this is probably going to come out just before the deadline happens. So um, hopefully we'll get, uh, we'll get a couple of our views. Uh, uh, we'll be on the right path here, Jess. Um, so just to, um, just to get things started, some of the big names on the board, um, there's been a couple of big trades already. And I think it started off when the Toffoli trade happened a month ago. Um, but since then we've seen a couple of big names move and uh, we got a few more on the board. I'm just going to run through quickly a few of the names and then uh, Give me your thoughts, Jess. Um, and right now, you know, there's a few teams in the West that really don't know what if they're buyers or sellers. So it's going to be a really interesting deadline. Um, we've got JT Miller, Philip Forsberg, Brock Besser, Jake DeBrusque, Dylan Strom, Phil the Thrill, Riley Smith, Ricard Raquel, Andrew Kopp, Radulov, and Dominic Kubalik. Those names have been tossed out amongst the forwards, guys who are mostly UFAs. Um, looking for a new contract next year. Um, good opportunity for someone to snag one of these guys up. Uh, the top defenseman on the list, guys, uh, as of right now, Klingberg in Dallas, um, Petrie in Montreal, uh, Jacob Chikrin, who's out right now injured, but I still think someone's going to grab him. Uh, and, of course, uh, the captain in Seattle, Mark Giordano. And goalies. The flower, of course, he's been talked about all year long. Uh, another name that's been thrown around is Varlamov uh, in New York. Um, so some interesting ties there. Could could he be a Maple Leaf, Jess? Anton Forsberg in Ottawa and Craig Anderson in Buffalo, um, a guy who could step in and win a game at any time. You know, a guy, I think he's, um, you know, uh, 300 wins, if I'm not uh, mistaken. He's still got yeah, it. a guy who can definitely win a game. So those are some of the names being thrown out. Of course, there's lots of other guys uh, that could be traded or moved. But uh, just Jess, I'd like to get your overall thoughts on 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 what you think is going to happen in the next uh, 36 hours. Yeah, you know, I think the, you know, the Hampus Lindholm deal. You know, I'm just thinking obviously about the Leafs here and adding defensemen, but it just shows you how expensive defensemen yes. are in the Good NHL call. right now. We saw in the offseason kind of these big tickets being signed by 
you know, the, the one and two guys, but even, you know, Hampus Lindholm, who's going to go to Boston and probably be a, you know, a three, four, um, you know, the, the, the ask is high. So, you know, I can only imagine what, you know, a team like the Coyotes are asking for, for someone like Jacob Chikrin, who, yeah. who still has three years left on a deal at 4.6 million. Like that alone is, is value right there where a guy like Lindholm at the end of the year, you know, the Bruins may have given all this stuff up and then he might walk and go somewhere at the end of the year. So, um, it, it's interesting. That's actually the first time I heard Philip Forsberg's name get thrown around. I would be shocked if he gets moved. He just yeah. scored to become the top scoring, like he has the most goals in Nashville franchise history to, uh, today. Um, again, against my, my beloved Leafs. I would like to see Fleury move on. Chicago has just been a total dumpster fire this year. Um, yeah, and Klingberg's interesting, but again, it's just the Leafs, I'm thinking strictly at Homer here as a Leafs fan. There is a lot being asked for right now. So I, I, I don't know, boys. I, I'm not, uh, I don't think any other big moves are going to happen. I still think maybe DeBrusque, but he's got that option on the top line. So he might, you know, stick around. But I think that might be it. We, uh, you know, I thought Giroux, we talked about Giroux a couple of weeks ago and that's happened. Um, but I think the big moves have happened now. It's just going to be kind of, maybe depth pieces moving, but I don't think they're going to see any other blockbusters. Um, do you think flowers on the move, Jess? And where, where do you think he might go? I mean, guys, teams that are looking for upgrades and goal right now, obviously the Leafs possibly looking for an upgrade. Um, Edmonton looking for an upgrade. Where do you, yeah, where do you see, it's so tough do you see though, him fitting like, in? Yeah, it's, I just, I don't know if a team is going to take a flyer on this guy. Um, Obviously we know just what he can do and, but it just seems like a lot to give up for, to just take a flyer on. And who knows? I mean, he could come in and lead your team to the cup or, you know, they, you might lose in the first round and then he leaves and retires. So there's a lot of downside here. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. My, my gut what is if he goes, telling me he won't get moved. What if he goes back to Vegas? Yeah, then imagine that. And then Chicago would have well, made out of there like gangbangers. Well, that's the thing. I mean, sometimes you got to swallow that pill because Vegas has been, you know, they won two in a row, but this is a team that cannot keep the puck out of their net right now. If Robin you're Leonard's, Mario Flurry, though, are you waving your claws to go back? Like, well, here's that's the thing. How, how, you know, he always says how much he loved it there and he loved being in Vegas. Well, let's find out because I guarantee they're making a pitch to him. Um, I think they're keeping, they're not saying that they're not going to, but Leonard's got a back injury right now and we know like back injuries goalies not good leading into a playoff run especially when you got to play the amount of games these guys have to play in yeah. you know in a short period of time it would make the gm and look like a bit of a joke though dude if they go back and do that it that's would what really i mean so tough team. pill to swallow really yeah. tough pill for the organization yeah. i think it's too much money um i don't think he goes in and, and not unless koskinen moves the other way to chicago i don't see him going to edmonton and chicago has to maintain a lot of salary there too yeah. So there could be a move where they move Koskinen and bring him into Edmonton, Toronto. I think they're going to bank on a healthy Jack Campbell. Um, so if, if flower moves for me, I think he's going to Vegas boys. I mean, this team is desperate and they're going to, they, they're all in right now with, with their lineup. They're not healthy and they haven't been all year, but when they are, they're going to, we know how tough they're going to be in the playoffs, but they can't do it without a goalie and they can't keep the puck out of their net right now. So I would not be shocked see him go back there any thoughts on that one paul or anything no, uh no, trade I got deadline? 
No, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a deadline. We all know about deadlines. Keep up to them so you don't miss your chance. <laughs> but that's all the offer. That's the only advice I can give you, boys. It's yeah, all. So don't, don't, don't wait Every on year. It. You're right, Paul. Every year we get really hyped up, though, about the trade deadline, expecting these huge deals to happen. And it's just like you mentioned, you said it earlier, Jess, the ask is really high. And, you know, there's there's the other thing where you don't want to mess with the chemistry of a team running, you know, the last couple, you know, six weeks of the season before the playoffs start and making big, huge changes. So yeah, agreed. you're going to you're going to see some depth moves. Um yeah, the guy I mentioned earlier in the podcast, like a guy like Luke Shen, who's, you know, really valuable in a bottom, you know, in your bottom pair, maybe. Um, and in the these guys are playing a condensed schedules. They've had, you know, a lot of things go up, go on with COVID this year. Uh, I think depth is going to be huge. So there will be some moves. I would love to see Kessel get an opportunity here. Um, I don't know who's going to, who would take a chance on him, but I'd really like to see Kessel move somewhere. The Bruins, I don't think are going to give DeBrusque what he wants. They would have already, I think if they wanted to move him. Um, But now that they made that move for Lindholm, I, you know, I think Jake DeBrusque is going to stay with Boston and Vancouver is a real interesting one for me because JT Miller is going to be a real valuable piece somewhere. And it's whether or not they consider Brock Besser still one of the cornerstones of the organization, because if they move him, I mean, it's a fire sale after that. So is it a complete like do over in Vancouver with Bruce Boudreaux behind the bench or do you know, are they still close enough where they can still just crazy move? That'd be a crazy, crazy. I know, but I mean, yeah, I, for me, I think JT Miller's going to move, but I think they got to keep Besser as one of their core pieces. Totally. I agree. Um, Petrie's probably out of Montreal. He's another guy that could end up in Florida. Um, but I think they'd be better off getting a more defensive minded guy. Um, Giordano. I mean, if they could somehow, if Florida pulls off a move, Jess and brings in Gio, uh, that team. That's a is lot going. of moves though, man. It's interesting. You know, you said it. Yeah. How, what, what becomes you mess with the chemistry? I mean, the Florida Panthers are the top team in the Eastern conference and now they're making all these moves. So, you know, when does it start to become, when does that start messing with the mojo, you know, the, the Paul McLean mojo? Um, no, I mean, right? it's starting to match that kind of mojo, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Jess. I mean, that's it's just a fact that, you know, guys, they work so hard all year to, to gel as a team. You can't you can't mix things up too much. So very interesting to see where Giordano goes. Could he go back to Calgary? Uh, that would be insane if he did. Um, and, uh, Colorado is still a team that's going to make one more move. Uh, Sammy Gerard's injured right now, but I think he's going to be back, but that's another team that might pick up a defenseman. So boys, a lot's going to happen. Uh, you know, hopefully some, some big things happen. So we have more to talk about next week. What about, what else did I read? But New York, not, uh, they're not going to move Lafreniere. I don't know. I think. No, they won't move him. They I won't think move he's him. Cornerstone, no. Yeah. But what, 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 are the, what are the Rangers going to do right now? They might bring it. Like they've had, they've been really quiet. There hasn't been many rumors around the Rangers, and yeah. they're going to if if they're 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 in it right now. So they might make a well, move as well for some death. Maybe Ricard Raquel, guy like that who can who can come in and play. You know, I still think you bank on play. Lafreniere. I still think you bank on Lafreniere being your depth. In the fight, yeah. in the in the playoffs, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. just like he can be the guy, and then you give him another year. Um, you know, he's still just a kid. It's yeah. cheap, and you know, who knows, man? 
kind of like uh, McKinnon, you know, McKinnon didn't have that great. I mean, especially compared to what he's doing now. So they mm-hmm. signed him to a big deal at a at kind of a cheap rate. So Lafreniere, when he re-signs, they might get him for quite cheap. And then halfway through that deal, if he starts putting up 90 points, so then now the Rangers, like right. they're a dynasty, you know? Yeah. So, yeah For Forsberg's not moving, right? Well, that's, I couldn't I don't, see it. If they were out of it, maybe, yeah. maybe, but they're, I, they're still in it. And there's, they're a team that, you know, could, could go deep in the playoffs because they've got the goaltending and they've got the depth. So, yeah. So then you should move everyone to Shane, Yossi, yeah. get rid of everybody. Then. I don't think yeah. they're, I don't think it's a fire sale in Nashville. No, no. Uh, no. And like you said, I think Klingberg's good. Klingberg's going to be too expensive. Um, but one, Two more questions for you guys uh, before we move on to our story time with Uncle Polly. Uh, two more names. Um, Patrick Kane. Is there a chance that Chicago Blackhawks move this move this guy right now? Oh, I mean, Ugh. it's just. I know. What can you picture him in far, another uniform? Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's such an established player and such a legacy to that organization he only goes if he wants to go and he goes to where he wants to go and even if the team doesn't get a big return but i still think i mean it's there's no question that this guy is still one of the best players in the nhl um and whoever he goes to instant impact Mm. but man i mean what a what a far away this team has fallen 22 31 and nine but that's what happens when you go on those big runs and dynasties and you get those legacy yeah. contracts i mean exactly yeah. i mean it was worth it it, <laughs> it was worth it and yeah. you know he's got two years left on his contract 10 and a half million so it's huge numbers um so he's not a ufa until 23 24 season so that's a good point he, i mean how many teams can can afford this guy you know not, like how many yeah, teams are many. going for it he's certainly not a rental this guy comes yeah. in and now all of a sudden you have a new franchise piece I, I still think he has the franchise like tag like he's still a franchise um like type player mm. um yeah you would need to shift like your whole organization so what could happen actually is like a mid-tier team, like someone who is like very close to getting there, not necessarily like a Detroit, but a team that's really, really close to all of a sudden now being like a legit squad, maybe yeah. like an LA, you know, wow, like yeah, a LA Kings or something, make a trade for him. Uh, and now they have the guy again, you know, like I think Kopitar is still obviously very, very talented and good, but mm. you bring a guy like Kane into a team like the Kings, you know, now all of a sudden, this is a different team altogether. You know, Good call, well, I think that, the Hawks already made a mistake in their trades. Yeah, yeah. Hagel, Hagel. Bye. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Bye. Good call. Bye. He's a yeah. great player. Great, good call, Paul. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that, they turned. I think they turned a, a performing twenty-three-year-old into two potential performing twenty-three-year-olds. Maybe. But Paulie, I agree with you, man. And the mm. first time I, I, I saw this was like a few years ago, uh, before Joe Sackick joined Colorado, Colorado was like, you know, they, they drafted Landis Cog, I think with like the third overall pick. And, uh, you know, they were saying like, um, we got to rebuild. He was only like, he was like 21 or 22 years old. Landis Cog. Like, we got to rebuild. We got to trade Landis Cog. I'm sitting there being like, what are you talking about? Like, these is the, this is the rebuild. So like, 
Hagel in in Chicago is part of the rebuild. So I never understood why teams at that point would trade those young performing players mm. um, for, for unknown quantities, like when mm. they're that young, like mm. um, it never made sense to me. Mm. Yeah. That's a tricky trade. I mean, I think Tampa Bay got a real good player in Brandon yeah. Hagel, a guy who yeah. does it all. I mean, yeah he's gonna yeah that's that's a big move for them um like quiet move didn't see it coming um brandon hagel's name hasn't been dangled anywhere so tampa bay makes a couple sneaky moves every year so and they've been dealing a lot with chicago lately um Mm -hmm. one more name i'm gonna throw last name of the night boys phil kessel is he going somewhere and is he going to pittsburgh is he going (laughs) to toronto is he going to colorado so there's three teams pittsburgh um colorado or toronto where if he goes anywhere I, I i would like to see him go to the pens if anywhere that'd be a nice team back yeah right? that'd be great yeah, i mean it like, would be a well, it would be a return back, to baby. either of those welcome teams. back <laughs> a return to toronto a return to pittsburgh yeah. or can colorado get grab him and throw him on the third line he would be Ooh. great. He'd be great in Colorado. Um, oh but my Colorado, God. they just kind of moved out Joe's. Remember, they they just traded Tyson Joe's for kind of a, a similar type could trade. But, mm. um, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to, like, speak to Phil Kessel just to get his mindset, you know? Like, That's uh, right. I, like I'd actually be curious if he, he, like, does want to. Obviously, everybody wants to win the Stanley Cup. That's why you play the game, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'd be really interested. I mean, he just had the kid. Obviously, the organization highly values him, but it would be interesting to see if he would actually want to move and go into a team that's going to go on deep run after deep run. I mean, Colorado calls you, man. You're going. Right. I mean, sure, right? But I just, for some reason, a part of me just says, like, this guy is very happy in Arizona, which is Arizona, I think, had a really tough time finding guys who, like, are happy <laughs> yeah. on their team. Yeah. And he just strikes me as that kind of guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, know. folks. Uh, trade deadline is coming up in less than 36 hours. Um, going to be an exciting few days in the world of NHL hockey. Uh, gentlemen, we'll be back um, this week interviewing uh, Michael Lamb, who's a big part of the hockey world here in Hong Kong. Um, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, any last, any last thoughts uh, before story time there, Jess? Austin Matthews, greatest leave of all time. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Lava. All right, Polly, Lava. take us home with the story, please. All right, let's, uh, let's go with this one. Let's go with this one. Gather around, children. After the Dallas Stars won the Cup in 1999, there was a huge pool party at Craig Ludwig's house. Well, apparently... Guy Carboneau decided that tossing the Stanley Cup off the deck of the house and into the pool would be a fun time for all involved. Due to some bad luck, though, the cup did not reach the pool. Instead, it hit the lip of the pool and suffered serious damage. No league source has confirmed this incident, but how else does a dent like that get there? Ooh, baby. I I just think we need to make a montage of stories about the Stanley Cup of incidents that have taken yes. place. If it yeah. hasn't been done, Paul, you're up. Just getting beaten up. 
If there was a All book right. that was coming out, how many NHL players would like be shitting their pants? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hidden cup stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kid, babe, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was the 89 team. <laughs> well, guys, uh, it's been great catching up and uh, look forward to talking with you again uh, in a week or so. And uh, that was Across the Pond. And that's a wrap. See you, boys. Peace out. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, WheelHub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to AcrossThePondHK.com or find us on social media at AcrossThePondHK.